This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, I'm just lying here in my panties thinking about all of the hot times me and my friends have shared. You know, sex is natural, even if it can be a little stinky. If you're anything like me, you save the nastiest sex for Valentine's Day. Let me help you ensure that this Valentine's Day will be the rankest. It's all thanks to AdamandEve.com. When you go to AdamandEve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get 50% off. But baby, we're just getting started. Make sure to use coupon code FREAK. Because when you do, you'll not only receive 50% off just about any item... You're also going to get the free Valentine's Lover's Kit that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. The Lover's Kit includes six free movies for your viewing pleasure, and of course, free shipping on your entire order. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure to use offer code FREAK, F-R-E-A-K, FREAK, because without it, there will be no, no free Valentine's Day gifts at all. Is that what you want? Do you want to ruin Valentine's Day? No, I didn't think so. So use promo code FREAK. Oh. Hey, Freaks, it's Monday, January 31st, 2022. Coming up on the program today, well done, dry, yet juicy chicken. One woman's impossible fast food request. Plus, Mead Skelton gets COVID-19 and the Japanese monster who lives in a train station just waiting to devour children. All coming up today. In my book, I say that intoxication is good for children. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Getting high is good for children. I am getting high. (laughs) I can't read it. There's no no words on it. I don't know what. I can't do it. I can't read There's no words there. Fuck it. I can't read Fucking thing sucks. I am fucking high. (laughs) What does that mean? Marijuana makes them feel happy. This is a kid's book. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Sting fucking sucks. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. Well, I want people to know about me is I'm sort of a wild and crazy guy. She is a fat cunt. Push F on my Twitter sheet. Yes, everybody, Tim Henson back here with you as we start a new week of programs. Thank you so much for joining me. I've got some very exciting news. We talked a little bit about Jan Terry's new album. Last week, it's flying up the charts over there at Reverb Nation, sitting pretty at number 44. Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, baby. Like your hot dogs, you 
Today on Facebook, I saw that Jan Terry was very proud of the fact that she uh, she said she was number one on Reverb Nation, but uh, I looked at the charts. She's at number 44 on the pop charts. Still quite an accomplishment, although I don't know what it means to be number one on Reverb Nation because, to be honest, I didn't recognize any of the names on the charts. It's all very indie. Still, the fact that anyone is playing a song called Hot Dog Baby is shocking, and honestly, I'm annoyed by it. Why haven't I found success with my song Processed Cheese? Processed Cheese, so good it makes me drop to my knees. Processed Cheese, dairy farmers love the cows, oil, water, cheese, wow, Processed Cheese. The lyrics are way better than Jan Terry's song. She's just singing Hot Dog Baby, Hot Dog Baby. So repetitive. In my food-based song, you actually learn something about processed cheese. There's oil in it. There's water. Wow. But, you know, congratulations to Jan Terry seeing some success uh, with her new album titled Songs for Hope. You know who else released some new music this year? Child actor turned unemployed actor Corey Feldman. Now, the last time we featured Mr. Feldman's music, he was traveling around with a bunch of half-naked women all wearing angel wings. He referred to them as Corey's Angels, and he was promoting uh, an album called Angelic to the Core or something like that. If I remember correctly, he was performing live on the Today Show, but it was like the Sunday edition of the Today Show, which I didn't even know was a thing. The fuck is up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday? But good for Corey. He, he managed to get on the Today Show. Anyway, his new single is titled Comeback King. It's a comeback. I don't know who Corey is surrounding himself with, but I think they've convinced him he's um he's on the comeback trail. Meanwhile, his last acting credit was like Sharknado, but not even the original Sharknado. It was like Sharknado 3. He was in it for like 30 seconds. But okay, maybe Corey uh, is, is working on something big. Movie, TV show. It's a comeback. Come back, come back, king. I am missing, missing nothing. If you're going to, going to swing, you better make it sting. Cause I'm the comeback king. Get you down on the floor, they're gonna. So Corey was friends with Michael Jackson, and I think that really influenced his music style. Cause he's straight up singing like Michael here. If he does a hee hee at the end, that's straight up plagiarism. <laughs> Some more That's a little bit from Comeback King. Feldman said that he was raped by a bunch of people in Hollywood, but it was not Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a perfect gentleman. The last time we really talked about Corey Feldman, he had produced a documentary called The Raping of Two Corys, which is a sizzler title. I'll have two tickets to The Raping of Two Corys. A weird thing to have to tell the ticket girl at Cinemark. I want to see a senior citizen get tickets for that movie. Because, you know, they never get the, the names of the movie right. Yeah, one ticket for... I want to rape Corey. Two cor- two rapes for Corey. Corey rapes Corey. The rape... The raping... The rapening. If you recall, there was going to be an online premiere. Now, you could buy tickets and uh, view the movie online. There were a lot of technical issues, though. Very few people actually got to see the movie. Then it appeared on YouTube. Corey got that shut down. Here he is 
talking about uh, that and how much money he lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, but I'm confused why it's I mean, to be clear, where is the it name now? Of the documentary was my. This is on uh, Steve O's show. Truth, the rape of two Corys. Right. Exactly. And, I, and, I, and, I, and even saying the word rape on YouTube, I think, uh, gets you. Have we'll <laughs> you not talked about it since then? I have not talked about this, it. This is the, the first time. But so first time. you said yeah. that this documentary is not available, but so did you ultimately get it all taken down from YouTube? Yeah, so we got them finally taken down. But so 250,000 views at $20 a pop. How much money is that? 250,000 views at $20 a pop. Five million? More. Try 50 million. <laughs> Wait, 250. 50 million. I'm bad at math. 250,000 views at $20, $20 a pop. What your geniuses doing math here? First of all, Corey, just because someone watches it on YouTube doesn't mean that they would they would actually like pay money to see it. Corey thinks all those views would translate to, to paying tickets. No, most people watched it because it was free. Second of all, 250,000 views times $20 a pop is not $50 million. It's, it's $5 million. Uh, it's $50 million. He's oddly confident in that. I think it's five. It's $5 million. 20 divided by four. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> because... Divided by 250, though. Two, well, it's a quarter two, million. 250 times two is 500,000. Maybe I'm good And then that. you add one zero because it's a 20. So it's 5 million. I don't think so. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> that's just one of the links and then you... Uh, yeah. No, whatever. No, that was definitely just one of the links. But the point is, altogether, it came out right. to like $80 million. Yeah, I mean, what it yeah. would have been... A- altogether, he would have he made $80 million on that documentary, according to him. Don't ask him how he got to that number. We're still kind of unclear. I bet you he's trying to sue YouTube for, for that money. What's really interesting is, you know, he made this documentary. I'm not saying he was looking to profit off of his raping. And honestly, if he was raped, he should make money off of this, right? Nothing wrong with that. He went through hell and back. He should be able to uh, make a film about it and expose those who, uh, who did the raping. Anyway, he says that uh, his friend, Corey Haim, the other Corey in uh, The Rape of Two Corys, uh, who is no longer alive. He, I think he died of an overdose or something. Uh, Corey Feldman says that Corey Haim was raped by Charlie Sheen. That was confirmed by uh, another co-star, Jameson Newlander. Don't know who that is. Sheen, through his publicist, denied the allegations, calling them sick, twisted, and outlandish. Meanwhile, Corey Haim's mother said... It was a different actor. It wasn't Charlie Sheen. Leave Charlie Sheen alone. He's dealing with enough problems of his own. Seems like Corey Haims' mom might know the actual truth, right? I think I would believe her before I believed a random co-star of The Lost Boys. Anyway, uh, in a truly ironic twist, there have now been sexual misconduct allegations against Feldman by former members of Corey's Angels, Jacqueline Von Rudin, Poena Sutterth, Margot Lane, Chantal Nippenberg, Amy Clark, all these, there's more. Eight of Charlie's Angels detailed information relating to Feldman's conduct with the women. I don't know where this all stands. This is all posted on the uh, Wikipedia page. Feldman has denied all allegations against him and claimed that uh, such accusations are part of a conspiracy. The world is out to get Corey Feldman. 
Someone else who believes the world is out to get them is uh, the Speak Out Warrior. This uh, was a YouTube channel, very short-lived. There's about five videos, and they were all recorded back in 2017. According to the description, aiming towards better service and less racism and less discrimination. Next time you're at your random or favorite restaurant, record the type of customer service you receive, the food quality, cleanliness of the place. Forward your video. Help shame restaurant chains that treat you like shit. It just seems to me that this woman is uh, looking to start a fight. For instance, in the video I have for you today, she is at a uh, Pollo Loco fast food chicken restaurant where she demands her chicken be well done, yet juicy. She really wants it burned to a crisp. She wants it blackened and also juicy. Thank you so much. Oh, and can you please have my for the chicken? Make it well done, but juicy and hot, okay? Thank you. Well done, juicy and hot. A few minutes later, the food is a plopped down on a tray for her. And she ain't happy. It's very loud in that restaurant, uh, so I apologize for the audio, but she uh, clearly says that she needs the chicken to be juicy. She's concerned it's not juicy enough. It's too well done. Yeah. But you want it juicy, but you want it I want to juice it, but cook. You know what I mean? I thought I'd explain myself the first time. I'm sorry. The chicken is going to be cooked. I mean, they can't serve undercooked chicken. She wants it well done, though. I think the employees then just start showing her all the chicken they have. Like, is this one good enough for you? That one is too well done. You don't have something more like... That one's too well done. That one is too well done. That is too well done. You don't have something more juicy? You don't have any more juicy? I thought you wanted well done, but juicy. Yeah. But that is like too much. much. More on for you, but... I mean, she's just looking to start trouble here, right? She's just trolling. What? Juicy. More juicy. Um, that one is too well done. The one on the bottom is more better. Uh, this right here? Yeah. Let me see. Uh, but that is not a pie, huh? Hey, would you like this one? Yeah, that one is much better. She found a piece that she's happy with. Something like, kind of like that, you know, kind of like, not jello. I don't want to see jello, but like dumb but juicy. By the way, after all of this, the employees are being incredibly patient with this bitch. She gets onto YouTube, uploads this video, and says, stay away from this place. It's bad, bad news. She lists the address, and she says, customer service is a minus zero. Employees were laughing at me when I demanded juicy, fresh, and hot chicken. We're like, that one? That one there? Dear God. No, the one next to it? This goes on for 20 minutes. No, the one, that one. She eventually sits down to eat. I don't even know if she eats her food, but she just complains about it. I would definitely not recommend to come to this one. I mean, the quality of the chicken is a no-no. It's kind of more up close. The chicken looks fucking delicious, especially when it's, you know, it's, it's fast food chicken. Pretty oh good. My God. 
I would die for this chicken at like, you know, like KFC or whatever. So this is like chicken that you guys want to eat? I mean, look at this leg here. It looks like it's rotten or something. You know who this woman sounds like? Doris Luan, singer of the hit single, You Are My Junkie. Come over here. Let me take all your fears. I know you're scared. Why don't you let me? I want to share all your fears. For you are my junkie. Thank you very much, Doris. I hope the fast food chicken was to your liking. Elsewhere in the service industry, we've got an upset person at Subway. Leave our Mexico, little bitch! I think she's upset. Otherwise, she's just expressing her Mexican pride. Viva la Mexico! I'm a bitch! She is throwing bags of sun chips at the employees. You're a stripper? Bro, this is gold. I'm a this stripper, nigga. The titties gold. are out and the vagina is out. I'm taking all your fucking money. That bitch is a cheap asshole. I don't think she's got a stripper body, quite frankly. I'm a stripper, nigga. You can't uh, yeah. find me at the club, though. Yeah. I'm the baby's wife. Yeah. I'm a stripper wife. Taking your fucking tip, little bitch. Yeah. So the question on everyone's mind is why? Why is she so angry at Subway? Oh, she's a vegan. Vegan, eh? This is a different type of vegan protest than we're used to playing on DV. Vegans, boy! Usually it's uh, fully clothed annoying people screaming, uh, you know, meat is murder at a Chipotle dining room. Vegan for life, yeah! You call me a bitch! I'm touching I don't know if an employee actually ever called this customer a bitch or if it's all just happening in her fruity little mentally ill mind. She's, she's currently disassembling the cash register. The clip ends with the customer jumping over the counter and chasing after the employee. You know, the employee making minimum wage with no benefits, dealing with all of this bullshit. All right. Uh, finally, before we get into the news today. The inevitable happened. I have got a Mead Skelton update for you, and uh, he's come down with a little something. He's feeling under the weather. Anyone want to take a guess what Mead has come down with? Lock your answers in now, please. Okay, we're testing. Oh, hello. Hello. Hello, fans and Patreon subscribers. It's me, Skelton. Um, as you can see, well, Ooh, what was that? A little. Um, Ooh. It's me, Skelton. Um, as you can see, well, as you can hear, I'm a little bit under the weather. Uh, so I taste, I tested positive for COVID. Well, he's doing the air quotes. He's. 
he still doesn't believe he has it. Um, I really think I probably have a f- cold or something, but I decided to get tested anyway. And I was, to my surprise, I said positive. Um, and I don't think, I think really they give out random positives so they can up the stats. I know I'm not supposed to wish anyone gets put on a ventilator, but... I just want to see what what would happen if me got on a vent. Do you think he would believe it's COVID then? What would it take for him to snap out of this idea? It's all a giant conspiracy and we're assigning me COVID just to up the numbers. Yeah, something's fishy about all this. I've got a sore throat. I can't breathe. I'm wheezing. I lost all sense of taste. That sounds nothing like COVID. Meanwhile, of course, it's a textbook case of COVID-19. Whatever. I hope Mead uh, has a speedy recovery. Well, part of me wishes Mead a speedy recovery. The other part of me, let's say the larger part of me, really wants the virus to teach Mead a lesson, you know? I I mean, come on. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he doesn't believe in the vaccine, didn't take the vaccine, uh, doesn't wear masks. Refuses to participate in even the most basic of hygiene, in washing your hands or whatever. I think I probably have a cold. Yeah. But anyway, we're calling it COVID. And because of that, I won't be able to go back to work for uh, till next Thursday so I don't make anybody sick. <laughs> Again, he's using air quotes. Like, even if it was a cold. You could still get people sick. Just stay home. But I've been doing my normal life. You know, I went out to the store the other day several times. I went out to get some cleaning supplies. No mask, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a fucking asshole. Just keep my distance from people. But I don't think I'll be any nuisance. stay home Uh, just for a couple days. Lounge around the house like a big fucking oaf. He refuses to do the bare minimum. Okay, you have to leave the house. Could you just wear a mask this one time? Uh, Frankly, because, you know, I won't make anybody sick. uh, Because really, I have a cold. It feels like a big head cold. Now, my symptoms started out last Sunday. uh, So I had what I thought was like, oh, a mild fever. And my fever went away in a couple days. It's really no big deal. I had a fever of 112 for two days. I could hear my brain sizzling, but then it all went away. Um, And then I had, oh, I felt a little body achy and all this. Now I'm having all this congestion. I'm sneezing a lot. I have a little bit of a cough. But other than that, I feel fine. I mean, I get it. Most people who come down with COVID-19 are okay in a few days. It is just like a bad cold or whatever. But it annoys me to no end that Mead felt the need to create a video where he not only questions the validity of his diagnosis but then goes out of his way to say shit like i didn't i went out i've been living my life i've been going to the grocery store without a mask of course because i'm not gonna get anyone sick meanwhile you just hear his voice and you can tell he's sick and can transmit something diminishing my appetite so i think i'm losing weight finally so if it is covid it's a this is really a win-win for me it's a good disguise because i get to lose some weight so see the lord works in mysterious ways um he sent me a little COVID as a little uh, weight loss um gift (laughs) so oops yeah so folks i think i'm gonna do fine but please pray for me that i can make a speedy recovery this is what god wanted you just said so i'm sort of in the you know i'm in the very final 
No, I don't want to use the term final stages. I'm in the the recovery gradient of COVID. So I've had it for five days. And it started about five or six days ago. So right now I'm starting to feel better. But you sound great. uh, Anyway, I just want to let everybody know I'm fine. Yes, I tested positive for COVID. Um, It's really nothing. It's like a big old head cold. And so I've been going about my business, you know, going out to the store, going to places because I'm fine. I'm fine, everybody. And I think COVID might be demonic. So I've been rebuking it as well. (laughs) But um, so I'm sorry. Did he not just thank God for COVID a moment ago? God gave me COVID so I could lose weight. But it also might be demonic. Every other sentence is a fucking contradiction. I don't believe I have COVID. God gave me COVID so I could lose weight. And it's also demonic. It's this thing. It's nothing. The Omicron or Omicrony thing uh, variant. It's like a cold. Where did he get that? Like, no one has ever mispronounced it. Omicrony. It ends with an N. It's not going to stop me from living my life um, because I need to, you know, do things for my fans. So. On behalf of your fans, and I feel like I can call myself that because I'm one of your three patrons, take a break. It's okay. Rest. Stay home. Let the all-powerful Omicroni virus prevent you from living your life for a while. It's okay. We'll live. I'm a little bit under the weather. Now, my grandmother would call this a cleanser. She said, oh, darling, you just have a cleanser. (laughs) That's what I have. Just a cleanser. A little cleanser to clean out my uh, lungs and stuff. As my grandmother always said, a little fluid in your lungs is good. Keeps those lungs lubricated. <laughs> That's what coughing does. It helps you clean oh, out all you those... Oh, you got to ir- cough, too? <laughs> so all thank right. you all well, for watching, and I'll be coming up when I feel better. I'll be making more new content tired, for you and new songs. And all, right, all right, all right. Thank you very much, Mead. And again, I wish you a uh, speedy recovery. Oh, I'm using air quotes. You can't see that. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. The fucked up news right now. My God, it's always something with me, isn't it? Highly entertaining. If you're not a member of the Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. Go to superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. When you sign up, you'll gain uh, full access to the archives. More importantly, every week we do brand new exclusive shows. Tomorrow I'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive podcast, and we'll do another one on Thursday. Not a bad deal. Superfreaksideshow.com, all major credit cards and PayPal accepted. If you want an even easier way to sign up for exclusive shows and Sideshow content, and you are a user of Apple Podcasts, just load up Apple Podcasts, search for Distorted View, and you can subscribe to the Sideshow right from the app. Same deal with Spotify. Just a few new ways to access Sideshow content. Very exciting. Our march to STD, Spread the Distortion, continues. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, looky here. We got one from our most fucked up states. Say it with me. Crazy, just. Give me hallelujah. Down home of Florida. Did a moan for no day. Yes, 
Yes, our first story today comes from Orlando, Florida, home of Disney World, where I'm pretty sure there was a swastika in one of those Disney murals over there, right? Or is that just an urban legend? Pretty sure someone who was painting a mural at Disney World, you know, with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, hit a swastika somewhere. This does have something to do with our first story, I promise you. Hold on. I'm loading up Snopes here. Disney Nazi mural. The status is undetermined. Oh, the claim is an artist commissioned to paint a mural for one of the Walt Disney World resorts added a Nazi soldier to the background of one of the pictures. The uh, the painter supposedly said this is in the early 90s. Recently, we did a job for the Walt Disney Corporation. They specifically requested the Great Gatsby as the theme, which basically is about rich people in the good old days. One of my favorite scenes was a hotel scene where people were seated at tables. In the background, there was this balcony where I painted this little SS stormtrooper. It was my little comment on what was happening in the rest of the world while the great Gatsby's were whittling away their hours with cocktails. Now, the Snopes included a, a picture of uh, the, the scene, right? And sure enough, there's a, you know, there's a guy up in the balcony who I guess could be a Nazi, but he's not wearing a brown shirt or a swastika armband. That's why Snopes says this is undetermined, because it may or may not be a Nazi. Now, while there may not actually be a Nazi painted on a wall in Walt Disney World, there most certainly were Nazis in Orlando this past weekend. More than a dozen self-proclaimed Nazis yelled anti-Semitic slogans outside of a central Florida shopping plaza, and they waved a swastika flag from a highway overpass before authorities broke them up over the weekend. What happened to free speech, man? First Amendment. The demonstrators, wearing Nazi garb, protested at an intersection at Waterford Lakes near the University of Central Florida on Saturday and on a highway overpass on Sunday. They made a whole weekend of it. How nice. Authorities from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol said in a statement that they had disbanded the group on the overpass along with the sheriff's deputies. It's against the law to obstruct highway traffic or hang signs on the overpasses and violators will be prosecuted. That's according to a statement. Orange County Sheriff John Mina said any reports of criminal activity by the group would be investigated by his agency. Orange County is home to the nation's biggest theme park resorts. And you know which ones I'm talking about. This is Distorted View Daily, so naturally I've got some audio from the protests here. Uh, this was recorded in a car as they uh, drove past the Nazi protesters. Yeah, they all have megaphones, so you can hear them pretty clearly. I think at this point, uh, the driver of the vehicle gave them the finger, because the Nazis comment on that. White when you think it, white power is when you live it. You can shove that finger up your rabbi's ass. He's a Jew. Look at him. Guess where you're going back to? Hey, you can tell these guys are Jew-wise. That's a term I learned from Glenn Miller. Jews are the real supremacists. They proclaim they're God's chosen people. What could be more supremacist than that? By the way, this uh, is a political ad. You may recall Glenn was trying to get elected in a Congress or something. I believe the next part of this radio spot is him reading from the Bible. But Christ said in St. John 8, 44, that Jews are the children of Satan. So who do you believe, Christ or the Jews? Is that a real quote from the scripture? 
Glenn has sure given me a lot to think about. By the way, you can tell who's an anti-Semite by just how they they pronounce Jew, right? If they sort of draw it out, they're, they're not a friend of, of the Jewish people. I'm going to say the same thing two times. You pick out which version is anti-Jewish. Yeah, I, I went to talk to Tony. Did you know he was a Jew? Or I went to talk to Tony. Did you know he's a Jew? It's always like Jew drawn out or Jew. So much hatred in their voice. So become Jew wise at DavidDuke.com and phone me 417. I'm not going to play the whole phone number. Normally I wouldn't care because, you know, he he himself said this and aired it on the, the radio. He wanted people to call him. But uh, Glenn Miller is now dead, rotting in hell. I'm guessing someone new has that phone number and they don't need the hassle. It's the seventh time today someone called and asked if I was Jew-wise. I don't even know what that means. All right, here's a couple more seconds from the Nazi protest. I'm going to go tell somebody about this. Let me tell my rabbi. What are you going to do? I could go suck the baby penis. This is a pie. What do you say? Let me suck the blood from the baby's penis like the rabbi does. A lot of baby penis sucking talk. What do you say? Another satisfied customer. The clip ends with uh, quite the chorus of white power. Once again, uh, it needs to be said, things are going well here in America. I, along with the Orange County Sheriff's Office, deplore any type of hate speech. That's according to Sheriff Minna. Uh, This hatred has no place in our society, but... If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in Florida. Ding. It's kind of what we're known for. Uh, Republican U.S. Senator Rick Scott, Democratic Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer, and other elected leaders issued statements declaring that anti-Semitism and hatred have no place in Florida. Wink. Meanwhile, Governor DeSantis is taking a different approach. His aides have tweeted that uh, maybe the Nazis were actually Democratic operatives. You know, they're just trying to rile things up. Those tweets have since been deleted. It's politics as usual. (laughs) All right. uh, Second story we have for you today. We got a story from Japan here. Yes, the West Japan Railway Company is sick and tired of children dying because they fell into the gap between the platforms of their train stations. Cleanup is a real mess. And it's costly, you know. Not so much because the children fall in the gap and die, but when the trains hit them, they explode like watermelons. Chunks just go flying everywhere. Well, West Japan Railway thinks they've come up with a good idea to keep children from falling. uh, And that idea is to create a monster mascot. Sora News 24 says it's kind of like a Japanese version of Pennywise the Clown. Just like this monster who's like peering out from the gap to scare and traumatize the child. Really keep them away from anywhere near the gap. Uh, Yes, the idea is the brainchild of West Japan Railway Company, who teamed up with the Osaka City University and Osaka Municipal College of Design to create Kudomo Tsukima Tenraku Bushi Project. I'm sure I butchered that. It basically translates to Child Gap Fall Prevention Project project came about after the uh, railway company found that over the past three years, one in three cases of passengers falling into the gap at the stations involved children under the age of 10. 
This was a disturbing revelation that required serious action, so the team behind the project decided to create a campaign with a scary but eye-catching and intriguing theme. Basically, they created a monster called Tsukima Mori. Tsukima meaning gap, and Mori taken from Yumori meaning gecko. It's also a play on the word Tsukima Mamori, which means mind the gap. According to the character's bio, the monster is about 46 feet long, which is about the size of 10 children. And it lives in the gap between the platform and the train. It likes to move at its own pace and it sleeps in a ball. And just to make sure children don't have too many nightmares about the monster at night, Tsukima Mori is said to dance when it's happy. Of course, the monster is only happy when it has a child to feast on. Apparently, it has six legs. It can be seen in a number of different railway scenarios to warn children and parents of the dangers of the gap. There's also a booklet that parents can read to their children at night, like a bedtime story. The tale tells the story of a child who ran towards the train without holding his mom's hand. Pretty much guess what happens next. Devoured by the monster. By the way, if you want to see what this thing looks like, and it is kind of fucking creepy, actually. It does have six feet. Some of the feet looks like they're coming out of his mouth. On the flip side, he's purple and pink, which is not scary. Anyway, check out the featured image over there at distortedview.com uh, or the chapter artwork. You better look at it quick because we're moving on to the next story in three, two. Final story we have for you today. It's another one about QAnon. No, JFK is not featured in this new story. This is uh, some other insane bullshit. What are the QAnon kooks up to this time? Well, apparently they have forced a butterfly center to shut down. Like, you know, like a butterfly sanctuary. Yeah, apparently some QAnon members got it in their head that uh, at the uh, U.S. National Butterfly Center in Texas, there was uh, some sex trafficking going on. There's always sex trafficking going on, whether whether it's at a pizza parlor or online shopping site Wayfair or a goddamn butterfly farm. Oh, kids are being trafficked everywhere. The U.S. National Butterfly Center in Mission, Texas, shut down for the weekend due to fears that the center will be attacked by participants in a nearby MAGA rally. The center, located minutes away from the Rio Grande River that separates the U.S. and Mexico, is at the heart of a QAnon-style conspiracy that its land is actually being used for sex trafficking. I mean, it makes sense. Why the fuck do butterflies need land? They fly. What's all that land being used for? It makes you think. The site's manager, Mariana Wright, was being extra vigilant after a congressional candidate from Virginia and someone posing as a Secret Service agent visited the site on January 21st and demanded to see the illegal smuggling. Has that ever worked for law enforcement? You go undercover and the first thing you ask is uh, to show us all the illegal stuff you're up to. You know, because we think it's cool. We want to do some crimes together. Jesus, goddamn Christ. The center laid out the chain of events in a letter made out to its members, donors, and supporters. We are writing to let you know that the National Butterfly Center will be closed Friday, January 28th through Sunday, January 30th due to a credible threat we've received from a former uh, state official regarding activities planned by the We Stand America event taking place in McAllen, Texas. 
The MAGA midterm election rally, hosted by Trump's former national security advisor, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, is the national kickoff event for what participants are calling their Take Action Tour. That sounds fucking scary, doesn't it? Nothing ever good happens when they take action. We were alerted to this event on Friday, January 21st. Following a visit by a congressional candidate from Virginia, she appeared with a friend who claimed to be a Secret Service agent and demanded access to the river so they could see the rafts with the illegal crossing on our property. Uh, The statement goes on. We made the difficult decision to close the center when Mariana was advised by the former state official... Uh, that she should be armed at all times or out of town this weekend because the We Stand America events include a Trump train-style caravan to the border. He said the National Butterfly Center would likely be a stop on this take-action tour. The center was a target, the letter continues. We simply cannot risk the safety and lives of our staff and visitors during this dangerous time. It then adds a comment about the state of the country. We still cannot believe we are at the center of this maelstrom of malevolence rising in the United States. We just care for butterflies here. We're not trafficking human beings. We're preparing a monarch butterfly exhibit. That was going to be our big weekend plans. The statement uh, continues to go on here. Uh, it's, it's a very long statement. As always, we ask that you share our story in all caps. Usually, we want you to share the NBC beautiful butterfly photos, exceptional finds, the Texas Butterfly Festival, and other special events. But right now, we need people to understand what is happening, <laughs> not just to us, but the fucking country. First, the U.S. Capitol, and now the U.S. National Butterfly Center is being invaded. Again, I will say, things are going great here in America. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, we're going to do just a few real quick voicemails because I want to get this show posted before it uh, turns into Tuesday. I promised a Monday show, and by God, I'm going to give you a Monday show. Uh, many ways to contact the program. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. Uh, there are many other ways to contact me on social media, at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show, YouTube.com slash Distorted View Show, Twink with Small Dink on Grinder pretty much my username everywhere all right uh let's do a couple real quick voicemails like i said and then uh, go away what's up timmy boo it's Sacho freak hachimachi here it's been a while since i called last so um i was listening to you i think it's the first show you did for 2020 and you literally stated it with oh 2020 is going to be a great year and i know you are bullshitting you were serious about that one so you're retarded but I have a what if for you. I'm sorry, no, what if. What would you rather? Would you rather eat a spoonful, (laughs) a spoonful of Thursday Lane's farty poop, and you have to down it and lick it all around, clean the spoon? Or Or would you rather click clean one of Steven Asante's feet? (gasps) Oh, no. So, the question really is, would I eat some shit or lick Stephen Asante's crusty diabetic feet? I'm going to go with the feet. I'm sorry. I don't think I could eat shit. Although it's just a spoonful, right? It's just like one spoonful down real quick. The problem is shit doesn't go down quick. 
you know, it gets stuck in the roof of your mouth. So it's not going to be as fast as you think, right? Oh, just a spoonful of shit. That taste is going to linger. The feet, you're just, you're just licking feet. What's wrong with that? But his feet are disgusting and really dirty. Ugh. You should have gave me a time on that. Like, you have to lick Steven's feet for a minute or 30 seconds. Because I my inclination is to go with the feet thing. Because I just, I don't think I could eat shit. Hey, Tim. It's Lovely Lady Cat Lady. Hey. I'm a- Lovely Lady Cat Lady sent me just a wonderful uh, Christmas gift. Just got it in the mail. Uh, was it last week? It is a, um, a mug. I think I tweeted the picture if you want to see it. I'll try to provide a, a link uh, right now in the voicemail segment in the, the chapter artwork so you can see. It's a, a mug with the uh, the picture of uh, Nicolas Cage on it, right? Covered in roses or some bullshit. And uh, the, the cup reads, you are my national treasure. Well, thank you very much. Lovely to cat lady. I'm behind on shows. That's because I'm going through a journey of um, self uh, oh, the lovely cat lady's on a journey. Self recovery? Uh, I think that's what it's called. I don't know. You got the Rona too? But basically, it's a cleanse. And what you do is you cleanse your body of all vegetables and fruits. And you just eat junk food. And oh. you do all the drugs you possibly can get your hands on. Except for fucking heroin. I will not touch heroin. My veins are already garbage, okay? God. What dr- I want to know specific. What drugs have you been experimenting with on your journey? Anyway, uh, I'm catching up on shows. I I mean, it kind of sounds like a spiritual journey as well. I mean, are you smoking some peyote or you, uh, are you are you doing ayahuasca or something? I, I hope you like drinking Christmas cage bugs. That's all. Uh, I, and I'm so glad to have you on this journey with me. Bye. Yes, I love that Nicolas Cage mug. Thank you so much for that. Hello, Tim. Hello, freaks. Unicorn Hamster here. I'm just calling back. I- I think, like, you putting lyrics on The Price is Right music is pretty easy, and I, I'm thinking you're creative with that, but uh, I did watch a lot of that on, on days that I stayed home from school, was The Price is Right, and I can remember Rod Roddy, and somebody buys a, uh, no, someone. Real quick, let me just mention Rod Roddy. Rod Roddy used to be the announcer on The Price is Right. He's dead. He was like a bigger guy, but oh my God, he dressed insane. I know nothing about Rod Roddy, but he he like he dressed like Liberace kind of, right? It was all very sparkly, glittery. I don't know if he was gay, but he certainly gave off those like Liberace gay vibes. He's presenting a car and then that song would come on. Yes. And all I can think of is give me that big black pot. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of black, I'd like to thank the other freak that called in um, and because uh, I was trying to figure out what race is the sluttiest. Uh, oh, yes. I remember that conversation. I actually did have a crush on a black girl in like the seventh grade. That was the last time. See, you can't be racist. And she was so mean. She teased me with the big chocolate titties. I just remember she had nice big black chocolate titties, brown, brown sugar, and she was in the seventh grade, but she was fully developed as a motherfucker. Uh, I also wanted to remind you, years back, there was another freak that called in with his own lyrics, 
to the Mario song, and this is not me. No hashtag cancel unicorn hamster. This is another freak that called in a few Uh-oh. years ago and played this song. Nigger, nigger, nigger. Nigger, nigger, nigger. Okay. Yeah, that, well, that is very... You, you can't do that. You're canceled. Speaking of the Mario music, though, did we talk about this on the show? I just recently learned that a lot of the Super Mario Brothers music and a lot of the like uh, Zelda music and stuff, um, those songs were inspired by real music, like records you could go out and buy. Here's an example of uh, the Super Mario Brothers music, what it was based on. Jazzy. But you can totally hear. Dun, 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 dun. You know the, the music that plays when you get the little star and you become invincible? This song's called Summer Breeze. Feel free to run right into those Goombas and Koopa Troopas. Uh, and then there's the uh, the underworld music, you know, like level one, two. <laughs> and then, like, uh, when it comes to Zelda, the composer uh, took inspiration from a deep purple song called uh, April. That's like the dungeon music, right? Just to refresh your memory, here's Zelda. I mean, come on. These games were made today. Nintendo would be sued out of existence. Copyright infringement. All right, so there you go. Uh, That has nothing to do with you saying the N-word over and over. But I think this was a nicer way to end the program. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of Distorted View. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206 666 4463. That's 206 660. God is it? Oh, God. I tested positive for COVID. the distortion std tell all your friends about the show don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts if you're not yet a sideshow member now would be the time to sign up why because tomorrow's episode is going to be sideshow exclusive if you want to hear it you've got to sign up otherwise i'll see you back on wednesday until then have a great day bye everybody Like my throw up? Oh, you just want me to keep sucking, huh? Sorry. I have a very manly cough. There I go again. There I go. Oh, God, that is so gross. It smells so bad over here. You should smell this. Oh, I'm glad I made a mess for you. Oh, you're happy with yourself, are you? You're happy I got puke all over my tits? I don't know what generation you're from, but that's rude. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.